Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 61, all about geocaching. The Florida Travel Pod is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week, we are sponsored by Trusted Tours and Attractions. Trusted Tours and Attractions provides discount tickets to the top U.S. sightseeing sightseeing tours, world-class attractions, museums, and um, other amazing things to do while on vacation. Some of our favorites are here, such as the trolley tours in St. Augustine and Key West. You'll also find discounted tours in Miami, Naples, Orlando, and Tampa. Visit floridatravelpod.com tours to get started. But speaking of tours, Christina, before we go about talking about geocaching, you have a tip for our Florida tip of the week. Yeah, Tanya, have you ever taken a free walking tour? I have not taken a free walking tour. So there are most of the cities around the whole country offer these free walking tours. So basically it's a company and they provide a tour guide and you, the tour guides basically survive off of tips. Of course. Okay. That makes sense. So they walk you all around the city. They give you their best tips and insight and history. And you get to, you walk around how many city blocks, depending on where you are, usually lasts about an hour and you get a good insight into the city that you're visiting. And all you do is pay a tip to the, to the tour guide. Nice. I like it. You know, I've also found tours through apps on your phone as well, which is not free, but you probably scavenger hunts and yeah yeah you could probably pay a a small price for some things like that as well but i like the idea of free because then what you're supporting goes directly to the tour guide (laughs) i love it yeah we've done them before we've always had a blast doing them and we've learned things because a lot of those tour guides have been doing this forever and they have an insight into the city that you would have never known you know had you not talked to the person who lived there and worked there christina i also have a tip for you that you've probably never heard before no way i do don't forget your sunscreen. You nailed it. <laughs> All right. This week, we're talking about geocaching. Christina, what is geocaching? Geocaching <laughs> is so much fun. I have been doing geocaching for years. It is like a worldwide treasure hunt. It truly is worldwide. I've done geocaching myself. And in fact, it's fun to do it in a city that you haven't been in before or a, or a Air, you know, rural area that you haven't been in before. Okay, so here, here's what geocaching is. You use a, a geocaching app to locate a spot that you navigate to. So basically, let's say I'm in the middle of a, a state park and I pull up my geocaching app, it'll tell me all of the geocaches that are located in the area that I am and the, the navigation to get into the general area that that, that geocache is located. And what happens is when you get to the location, you're going to search in that general vicinity for a, a hidden treasure. And when you find the hidden treasure, it might be in a little ammo box. It might be in something that the person who made the geocache made. Um, It could just be hidden in the ground. Um, I'll tell you some of the things that we have found over the years um, that were interesting, but they're all different types of little hidden treasures. And inside you will find this, what they call trade or swag item, which might be a small toy, a keychain, some sort of a trinket. Some people they invest in all these really cool little trinket things that are made for geocaching and you exchange yours for whatever is in the box. Um, 
And they can be disguised or hidden and they could be big or little and it just gives you an outdoor adventure and a great way to explore a new place. And from what I've seen too is sometimes they have a log of who's been there and people will put where they've come from. So it's kind of neat to see, oh, I'm here, but this person came from, you know, hundreds of miles away and was also just here. You mentioned an ammo box. Yeah. I know what an ammo box is. What is an ammo box for those who don't know? Well, basically, it's like a metal box that has a latch on it, and it's made to store ammunition, but they put the stuff in the box, so like you'll find your little scroll in there. We're going to talk about one of the things that you can get is this little scroll container, and that keeps the 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 piece of paper safe and, and so dry. Yeah. Your job, if you make a geocache, is to maintain that box. And the ammo box or the boxes that these things are stored in, they're usually, yeah, heavy duty metal. Because um, they're main, they have to main, like, they endure have to the live weather. Outside. Yeah, exactly. And, and withstand, um, you know, yeah, withstand the weather. And they're meant to, I like the ammo boxes because they're usually that green camo they're color. Camo colored, so yeah, they so. are hidden. And yeah, it's, it is, it's a fun way to discover an area or explore with your children. We have gone geocaching um, in an area that someone hid, and this is going to sound scary and disgusting, a skull. <laughs> it wasn't a real skull. I'm going to tell you That's that right hilarious. Now. But it, was, it wasn't very far from a cemetery, so it was also appropriate. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about some of the things that I found, so we'll, we'll, we'll go over some of the cool geocaches that are out there. But geocaching started back in the early 2000s, which is funny because it's like, oh, the early 2000s. That wasn't that long ago, oh, <laughs> but, but it's it 20 22 years ago. years ago. Yeah. So, and back then there was 75 geocaches. Wow. And now there's over 3 million geocaches. Okay. So let me step back for a minute though, too, because geocache, so you're using geographic coordinates. So mm-hmm. you're using like uh, and, and that's why you want it on your phone. So you have the GPS and then a cache is like the little treasure, treasure. The stunt. That's why it's called geocache. Like on your computer, you get rid of the cache. Oh, that's right. Cache. <laughs> yeah. uh, so now there's like millions of active geocachers wow. that play this game. So um, you can discover when you look up the the cache that you're looking for, when you look it up on your app, it'll tell you um, how many people have come through. And, you know, it gives you a little bit of information about the cache itself. Um, They come in all shapes and sizes and levels of difficulty so that you can, uh, you know, decide when you're looking at these locations, if it's something that you think you'll be able to do, because some of them can be quite hard. um, But then some of them are super easy. So it says that on the app, too. It's going to tell you what kind of level it is. Is it a hard level? You know, does it involve a lot of searching or is it, um, you know, something easy? You know, it reminds me of um <laughs> did you ever do you ever watch survivor yeah do you know how sometimes they have the hidden immunity yeah. necklaces <laughs> yeah it reminds me of that yeah sometimes. because you got to look in these nooks and crannies you don't <laughs> do, you get a location but the location is like a circle on your map and you have to explore that whole area and i'll tell you when we've when we've done them some of them are really they've hidden them well and they've done some cool things to like make it just a little bit more challenging but so why do you think we would geocache 
Well, for me, like I said, it's exploration, it's travel, it's discovering an area. It takes me places that I wouldn't have thought to go on my own. Right. So families can participate. You can teach kids about exploring and hiking. Oh, it's such a thing to do when you're hiking. That's for sure. Yeah. And we've we've done it. We've done it where we were just in an area and wanted to find a quick geocache. But we've also done them in areas where we were going to spend half the day geocaching. And a lot of people will try to see how many that they can collect all over the place. You oh, can, it's like a company. Right. And then you can set a goal to see how many different locations, states, countries that you can find a geocache in. Do they still give you on the app like badges when you say yes. first geocache yep. you found in Florida? Yep. Yes, true. And you can, um, uh, it will offer adventure and history and science and nature and mapping and navigation skills. Oh, and these are mapping all parts. And navigation skills. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, there's so many reasons to geocache on top of just the, the idea of like, I've done those little apps you were talking about where you do a scavenger hunt through a town. It's like another version of that only putting you into even more treasure hunting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a, it's just an extension of that and just another way to explore an area. So, all right. How do I get started? So you can go on to geocaching, the geocaching app or geocaching.com set up a basic account. Um, I believe you can actually, you can do a free account, but you can also pay and get even access to even more geocaches. Do you remember how much it costs? Nope, because I have a free one and I've never paid for it. And I still have done geocaches everywhere that I've been. Okay. While you're talking about how to start, I'm going to look to see how, um, what the cost is. So basically when you get your geocaching app on your phone, you can Let's say, you know, like I said, you're in a Florida State Park or you're in the middle of um, Chicago, which we've done that too. (laughs) Pick a city, Miami. I'm in Miami. I'm going to open up my app and it will tell me all of the geocaches in the location that I am standing or, you know, wherever I'm, wherever I am. And then you pick a, a location based off of what you want. Do you want it to be hard? Do you want it to be a hike? Do you want it to be a roadside geocache? There's a trillion different kinds of geocaches out there. And when you are all done, you've gone to your geocache, you've exchanged your trinket, you sign the log book that is um, both in, you can make notes and stuff on the app, but you can also, you sign, physically sign the little, the little um, piece of paper that is located in the geocache. And I had a point that I was going to say something to you and I don't remember what it was. I'm sorry. That's okay. I I will come back to that. Um, I did look up you know, what the cost is and what the difference is. So you can do, like you said, the basic geocaches. Oh, I know what it was. You can filter within the app as well, right? So if you're really looking for a challenge, you can look for just those hard geocaches. But if you are- Long hike where it's going to take you a mile or two to go get there or right, it's right there on the side of the road. Yeah. So you can filter by easy or hard distance, um, what type of cash, you know, small, medium, large, because like we said, sometimes they're in these ammo boxes. Sometimes they're in, I mean, I found them that are in a little film canister. Yeah. So we, so the, um, the locations can be, like we said, it can be a hike. Um, we've done them where we went over the river and through the woods. (laughs) And then we've done them where we pulled up to a laundromat and there was one sitting there. It was so hard to find. And it said on the app, it's really hard to find this one. They will tell you people will make notes. There's even a hint. 
So if you're like really lost, you which is hidden until you say, I want the hint. Yeah, right? it's hidden. You can't, you don't get to see it right away, but if you want the hint, it'll tell you. Um, sometimes I know this is terrible, but sometimes people will move it and they don't notify the app that they moved it. So it can, you can, we've gone to them before where we searched for half an hour on a roadside one that should have been right there in front of our faces and it wasn't there. And we will make note of it in the app. So people know we were completely unable to find it. Others will might say the same thing and then you've, you're like okay well if they can't find it I'm not going to find it either right. so you and don't you, you can look back at the comments people will you know it's pretty good user generated content it's as very, well and these people this is like a culture of people so they oh yes it is <laughs> yeah we, so your basic membership like you said is free and that allows you to find a lot of basic geocaches and if you are looking just to explore that's all you need the premium is either $29.99 for a year or $5.99 for a month and then the premium gets you the advanced geocaches or all geocaches, you know, premium geocaches. I'm not sure how or why people set them up that way, but they do. Um, but they, you know, again, it goes to support the, the app and the overall content. Um, and then, yeah, you could do advanced searches and offline maps. So if you're really hiking deep in the woods, maybe you want the offline feature of this as well. So. Yeah, which, um, I will make a point of this in a little bit too, about this whole offline online needing, you know, service kind of thing. Um, but like we said, you can do hikes, you can do roadsides. Um, I have found them up in the tree where you had to climb a tree. Um, the difficulty is noted on the app. When you click on the geocache, it'll tell you the level. It'll give you a one through a five, I believe is the most difficult. And, um, sometimes they'll contain kids trinkets, a log book to sign. Um, th and those will be very obviously placed within the, the geocache itself and others will be small and <laughs> they call it fiendishly difficult to locate <laughs> and it will require some puzzle solving. There are some of them that you have to solve multiple, um, geocache puzzles to get to the big geocache. Oh, I have seen that mm -hmm. where they are. Yeah. So you go from one location to the next even. Yeah. So some of the biggest ones in the world are like that. You have to That's get to really four cool. geocaches before you get to this big location that you really wanted to go. So now let's talk about some of our experiences. Um, oh, before you do, I want to talk about, do you talk about trackables? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a little bit because those are the other things that you can find in the in Inside the, caches, the and we'll talk about yeah. those in a few minutes. So so I we went to one here, Lake Louisa. This was so funny. We we went in Lake Louisa is a, is a state park right here in Claremont, and we went and we were hiking in. It was like I don't know a mile or so, just on the little easy trails, no big deal. And we get to the area where it was located, and it was in the middle of a flooded area. I was oh, like, we're no. not walking out there. Was, well, and there is an area. There's another one here. You know, this is going to be typical in Florida where you can find it when it's dry season, but it's going to be underwater right. when it's wet season. And I have seen that where you look at the location and you can't be, you're like there's no way that's in the middle of the lake <laughs> right? there's no way I can find that right this is true and the lakes here in in rainy season get pretty high and then during dry season there's like 50 feet away from where from where the water was before so you know you can hike a few miles to do those we've definitely done ones where we hiked a few miles over different types of terrain um, we found some really neat boxes that one of them was, um, up in a tree in a bird house box. Oh, that is cool. But so it was, I mean, you, you, when we found it, we were like, Oh, I wonder if it's up there. So we kind of climbed up and looked in, but you have to like, look for that kind of thing. Like wonder if it would be in that, <laughs> even though it didn't say here's your geocache, you know, like, and then we just opened the door and inside there it was, it was really cool. 
Um, so up in the tree, we've done one that was in a ditch um, <laughs> under a fence post. Nice. We found them under the rock. Uh, under the rocks in front of a bank. So we had to like pull the little boulders away to get to the, <laughs> to get to the geocache, which was funny because we were like in the front of a bank on a road and here we are pulling rocks away. There is one that I found that was in a gnome or like underneath a gnome near someone's yard. It was like towards the edge near the sidewalk. This is where you have to really be careful and read the notes in there too, to make sure like if you're in a neighborhood, you're not just tromping through someone's yard to go, is there really a geocache here? Yeah. And they'll tell you to like, make sure you ask the owner. Um, Cause one of them that we did, it was like, this is don't cross over this specific line that you see. You'll see a red fence. Don't go past that fence because that's private property. So make sure you read everything about the geocache before you go walk in on someone's. Yeah, and, and there was one I did where the guy lived there was a huge geocacher. And he said, yes, this is in my front yard. Yeah, and you can they'll navigate tell you. To it. You know, I expect to see you in my front yard. But We've, for the most time, most part, they're in, you know, public publicly accessible areas. We, we had done one once that was, um, so you find the general area, but the, the geocache itself was in the middle of the bridge in between pillars on this little box, which mm-hmm. was kind of cool. There's one that I found that I had to access by kayaking underneath oh, a bridge. Oh, super cool. That's fun. I know. And, and again, those notes will be listed for you, um, you know, when you're, when you're looking at the, at the information regarding that particular geocache. Um, one of them was up in a tree and we had to pull this fishing line to get it down. Oh, cute. <laughs> so we were looking, we're looking, we're looking. And finally, Mackenzie was like, I see a fishing line. And she pulled it and it fell out and landed on top of her. Funny, how cute. <laughs> and like you go through the woods and over a river <laughs> in a city, walking around in circles for an hour. Like you get this small vicinity to look in and we just kept walking around and walking around and they always end up being hidden somewhere in that case. And that's the point of it, right? Is and, that they're hidden? Yep. And I've been, I've done them in just about every state that I visited since that since I started doing it. That's really cool. Yeah, I think like I said, when you're traveling, and you don't know the state very well, or you want to get out on a hike or do something different. That's That's a great way to to explore. Absolutely. Tanya. Yes, Christina. Where do you find unique gifts like something you just would never expect to buy or give to somebody that you like really need to find something cool for? I really love looking on Etsy for unique gifts. Yeah, I have definitely loved using Etsy in the past. I feel like they have the most um, vivid creators. They have, there's a lot of meaning behind what they're making. They usually have created it out of their own heads, right? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it is really, Etsy is the number one marketplace for creators, meaning you can find unique and one-of-a-kind gifts all in one place. Did you know that on Etsy, you can use filters to find creators, um, especially if you want to find something particularly based out of Florida? Yes, you can find things that are made here in Florida. We've done that a couple of times, finding creators that make items that are specific to our fabulous Sunshine State. You can shop unique, shop local, and see all of your favorites at floridatravelpod.com slash Etsy. Now, Florida State Parks actually has an entire area dedicated to geocaching. That's great. Right? And this is something I did not know 
Okay. So I was like, oh, why did I never think? I mean, I always looked up geocaching um, even in a state park. So I've done geocaching in the state parks, but never that they dedicated an entire thing to this. And they have an Operation Recreation Geo Tour. So cool. Yep. You can search for geocaches. Um, for one of six possible nature cards. So you have to search for these nature cards. Oh, wow. You get a tracking sheet um, so that you can, if, once you find all six of them, then you have the little cards. And it, there's the um, kids geo tour, geo coin that you can get. So this is really cool because this is now a way to go visit more of the state parks, number one, which we love our state parks. But number two, it gives you kind of this bucket list of, you know, this goal. I need to go hit all of these locations. You said, um, what did I see? Oh, there's 20 different caches mm-hmm. in in the se- in one of the 71 state parks. So yeah, you, the tracking sheet, it's kind of like when you get the passport for the national parks right? and you get to mark off mark your stamps. Off. Uh, this is a great way to do it just for the Florida state parks. Right. So the Operation Recreation Kids Geo Tour um, is obviously designed for kids with the nature cards and stuff. But um, there's there's six of them. So uh, I believe that, you know, with kids, when it comes to this treasure hunting stuff, every time, like you mentioned the badges within the app, for them, it's this like, oh, I got to find the next one. Oh, I got to find the next one. You find all six and you can win the kids geo tour geo coin so it's it's something fun for them and then you know it gives them something to achieve and and to work toward um but geocaching um it it, that you use the gps and in so you still need the app to use it within the state park you still need the app um Here's the thing, like, I don't know if you've ever been in the middle of a state park when you don't have service. Oh, yeah, that's where you're going to want that offline. That's a good call. Right, right. So, you you know, you have to have the location, the coordinates to find the cash. And like when you're walking through, if your service cuts out, you're sort of stuck. You don't have a way to, to do that. So with the offline, the ability to do it offline, you would have a better chance of getting to where you go in the middle of the state parks. And especially if you're, and you know, let's, I know we're, we're talking about Florida, but like we did it up in the mountains and, and it's, it can be challenging without, without that. Um, but geocaching should have um, a minimal impact on the environment. So make Leave sure, no trace. right, right. So make sure that you're not like, you know, leaving trash or something. You, you stick to that geocache area. You keep the stuff in the box. Don't leave anything outside of the box. that's going to get eaten by an animal. Um, and obviously don't leave something like a chocolate bar. <laughs> in the box right exactly I mean I always found like you know especially for little kids like those McDonald's style toys were great to leave in there Um, you know and the kids are just happy to find a treasure yeah yeah so obviously you know you 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 want to follow all the the rules of geocaching and you know we've, we've given you some examples of what some of these things are but um, the, so there's educational opportunities to, to learn more about geocaching. Um, that website I'm going to put in there for the Florida state, um, parks geocaching. There's, um, there's some really great helpful websites in there that you can use for school stuff. Um, and then, uh, there's a list of vocabulary, you know, there's, there's an, did you know there's an earth cache? I see it now as I'm looking through this, Mm -hmm. it's not hidden 
it's a virtual cache. Yeah. Gives earth science lessons oh. for middle school students. Um, I'd heard of the virtual caches because I want to say at one time they used to have the virtual ones at Disney. I don't know if they still do. Like basically you Disney navigate. Disney was loaded with geocaches. Yeah. It used to be that you navigated to a specific spot at the park mm-hmm. and then you were in your app. You could say, yes, here I am right. I'm at this virtual cache. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. And, and then an echo, ca- echo eco cache, a green variation of a cache is placed by geocachers at environmentally significant locations oh, to raise awareness. Yep. So you can learn a lot. It's not just about discovering an area. You're actually learning either some science or ecology or geography. Geography. Yeah. I mean, just teaching kids how to use the map and a GPS, though, too, is also, I think, really important. So there's also um, a geocaching blog. So speaking of ways to learn more, yes, the Florida State Parks has a a great bunch of information with websites. Um, And then the blog itself has, there's a ton of blogs on there. Um, Here's just a couple on the top, spring cleaning for your caches. By the way, this is maintaining your cache if you make one is very important. Right. You definitely should go out and do this several times on your, you know, as a, searcher before you do it as a creator. I have never thought I would be able to maintain a cache like that because you have to keep going back to it and checking right. it. It's like the guy sure that had it in his front yard. That's easy, but <laughs> more but likely you, you don't out, want people yeah. to be traipsing through your <laughs> through your front yard. Um, one of them here is five geocaches to appreciate the outdoors. Oh, neat. Um, the, reviewers, the reviewer's perspective of hiding a geocache Um Spring cleaning for your geocache, Pi Day. What's that one? Well, I mean, this when we're recording, Pi Day was, you know, I know what Pi Day is. I was just wondering how it affects uh, geocaching. Um, So maybe your coordinates are 3.14 something, something, something and beyond. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Well, that's in there. That's in their blog too. Um, the geocache, the Grand Mosque multi geocache of the week. <laughs> like, it's just really, it's really great um, information for you to see, especially if you're new to geocaching, you know, what, what you should, what you could expect and things that you can get from um, geocaching. And then there's a YouTube channel too. So that would be a lot of fun, I think, for the kids to watch too. So I was thinking when I saw that geocaching channel on YouTube is that how fun would it be if you wanted to do this with your family and start your own YouTube channel, TikTok channel, something like that of all of your experiences going on these geocaches. Like you could spend your whole summer trying to find all the Florida State Park geocaches and video yourself and do a TikTok or a YouTube channel. That's a whole nother way to search what people are doing is through their Instagram, YouTube. Oh, and TikTok yes. channels about the caches that they're finding. Now, granted, you watch those and it and may you're give gonna, away, it gives away yeah. where something is. But, but it's still fun because then you can just say, these are this is what we're exploring in this area, exactly. that kind of thing. And then, of course, there's a, a geocaching help center. Um, and of course, this goes every time, every time I look for this. There's, you can share ideas and lesson plans on the forum section. So there's at the geocaching.com website, there's a forum section for education. So you can go on there and find, you can share and find lesson plans relating to these geocaching things. I love it. Things. Yeah. So like teaching K through seven topics related to teaching children of elementary school, middle school, high school. And it's all about um, camping, outdoor adventure, youth organizations and clubs, colleges, adult team building seminars. How great oh, is that? Like yeah. to go geocaching as a, a 
team as building. A team. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. if you're in an area where there's several and you can see how many everyone can get and you all go off in different locations. You know, or, your, your groups will all go in different locations. Or races like, hey, we're yeah. going to go in teams of three. And these are, you know, you have to find five geocaches in this particular area. Whoever um, gets back wins. <laughs> right. Whoever you have Hopefully to. Hopefully they all come back. You <laughs> document all five places that you found and you bring them back. Yeah. Okay. Christina, I want to talk about trackables. Um, yeah, so that's that is actually in our um, our product of the week. Oh well, I, I'm okay. So let's go. Yeah, so let's go ahead then, and um, well, we'll we'll come back to that. Then. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're we're getting there. I'm sorry, I it threw me off I, because I have a specific experience with a trackable. So yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about it in just a second. But um, I also wanted to point out all of the social medias the Facebook, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Google Pluses, the Pinterest, you will find all kinds of geocaching stuff on all of the social medias. Yeah. So if you are wanting to connect with Facebook groups or um, watch Instagram TV or check out ideas on Pinterest for things that you can do with your geocaches or even, um, which we are going to get into on our product of the week, but things, ways that you can um, exchange those little trinket things. Um, those will be all over Pinterest and ways to even track your your finds. Um, those are on Pinterest too. So you could keep a log book and, and there's ways to, you know, put pictures in there of each one that you found. It's, it's a really cool world to get into. And if you really dive into it, you'll be like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> so I don't think we really have a rapid fire, but I want to say at least I did learn something new about geocaching in this episode. And that was the state parks partnership that they have. Same. So I think that's really, really cool. I mean, I have done, I have done geocaches in the state parks. I just had no idea that it was actually this big, huge thing. It makes me want to be like, Hey, we're going to spend the next year doing all the Florida state right. park geocaches. So your tip there would be to get a state park annual pass too. Absolutely. Yeah. We need to put that link in there. All right, it's time for our featured Florida product of the week. And each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. Obviously, I have led you into <laughs> disclosing a little bit about this. Yeah, so this week's featured product is Space Coast Geostore. Nice. So they have, I mean, there was so much more stuff to geocaching than I ever thought possible. They have geocoins, travel buddies, trinkets, log sheet tubes. And my favorite is the lackey coin and the trackable tag. Each, they have their own unique tracking codes. So you can keep this this tracking thing going and it gets moved from one geocache to the next geocache and it's, and it's trackable. It is. I have bought a geo, um, I think at the one I bought was called a geo tag and it looked like dog tags. Yeah. And or that's travel what this buzz. is. Yeah. It's a trackable tag. And it looks like your Space Coast geo store has all kinds of I these know. too. So what we did was you go in as a geocacher and you register it and you drop it into a cache somewhere and you note that you have dropped it here. Then someone picks it up and moves it somewhere else. To whatever, whatever geocache they find. Yeah. So we started ours and we started, we just left it local in Florida and we watched it hop through the state of Florida for a little while. And then it got taken overseas. 
And wow. so it was in the last, and I have not done this in several years, so I have probably lost track of this trackable at some point, but it was in Germany at oh some my point. Gosh. It was, you know, someone, we live in an area where a lot of international travelers visited, someone picked it up, took it overseas, which I think is really cool. And that's a great way for your kids to learn some geography. It is. And I mean, like that, that store blew me away because I know about a lot of these things, but I was just like, I had no idea people bought the, the Geocoins look so cool. And these trackables, they have gotten to be so much more unique than even when I started. I mean, they have trackables here that are Jeeps. This is obviously Jeep culture. You could have one that says Lucky Caches. It looks like Lucky Charms. Yeah. There's butterflies, school boats, school buses, boats, mermaids. And then the coins. And yeah, what a great find for this store. They, I love it. Yeah. And they also have the, the ammo cams you were talking about. So the ammo containers that you can put the geocaches in. So if you were interested in getting one of those to uh, make your own geocache, that is the place to do it. So this sort of was an extension of our episode was to talk about this place with all the things that you can get Perfect. regarding geocaching. All right. Stay tuned to find out where we're going to go next week. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Florida Travel Pod. Uh, also, you can check us out on FloridaTravelPod.com. We share everything about our episodes on there and things that we are experiencing. Like all of our social media will have pictures of places. Start sharing your geocaches throughout I know, Florida. I, well, and I know I haven't done them in Florida this year yet, but... Um, so you can comment with tips or ideas. We get a lot of tips and ideas and turn them into episodes. So please keep sharing away or you can reach out to us on email at hello at floridatravelpod.com. You can support us by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. This really does help others discover our content, boost up that whole algorithm thing. If you enjoy our content, you can support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. We're going to give you shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more. You can support us monthly or you can give us a one-time donation. It really does allow us to dedicate more time to research the best content from the Sunshine State. Next week, we're going to talk about some themed restaurants in Orlando. Yum, a whole episode about food. (laughs) Just what we needed. But that's it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone.